Welcome back to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and Rob Barkas found his way back in, <laughs> but it's an interesting one today, Rob. For the first 20 to 30 times I had you on my radio show, you were the athletic director at Parsons High School. Yes, no sir. longer is that the case. We now have Rob Barkas, principal of Parsons High School. Thank you. In the building. Congratulations. Applause is all around. Thank you, thank you. Tell me about, so Eric Swanson left, took the principal job at Neil Deshaies High School. Uh, that opened up the door. Take me through uh, kind of the process of you moving up from assistant principal and AD to principal, what what that process was like, what your interest in was it, and maybe tell me how you found out that you got hired. Um, I originally, let's, let's go back, I'll go back a little bit. Um, you know, Mr. Swanson has a son that's going to be a senior. I knew he was thinking about possibly at when his son graduated, possibly moving on. So I thought, well, that would be a good job to have in, a, in another year or so. And and then uh, the Neodoshe people called him, and he went for an interview. And before you knew it, he had that job. So I uh, moved up the timetable uh, quickly, and it was kind of late as far as the administrator season goes is to, when you get a, a bunch of applicants. So I think I was in a good situation there. There probably wasn't. Um, as many applicants as there would be if he if he would have done it earlier, but I still think I would have had a good shot at it just because mm-hmm. I've been here and I've been the assistant principal for five years. So I uh, went through the interview process and now who actually conducts the interviews for for principal? I understand it may vary school district to school district. I assume the superintendent and assistant superintendent are in there. Is it the entire school board that does it as well? Uh, no, it's usually a teacher, a school board member, and then the assistant principal and I mean the assistant superintendent and the superintendent. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably in a normal situation, it would be uh, the assistant principal if they didn't want to, if they weren't interested in moving up. Gotcha. So. so obviously, I mean, we don't need to go through that whole interview process. Was there any question in particular that stood out to you in any way, whether you felt like you were unprepared or you felt like you crushed it with your answer? I just felt pretty confident because I'm, uh, you know, I know the community. I've been here for most of my life and I have real good relationships with most people in the community. So. Uh, nothing was really frightening about it, just new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you find out? Where where, where, and when were you? Uh, I was sitting in my office at school, and uh, Miss Ray called me and let me know. <laughs> Who was the first person you told after that? Uh, I called my wife, and then I told Mr. Swanson next door. <laughs> what was, I mean... I understand you're a man of hum- you're, you're you're sitting here trying to be a man of humility, which to anybody who knows the real Rob Barkas is the furthest <laughs> thing from. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, to a degree, you've been in this community for so long; it had to you had to have felt some sense of accomplishment from getting hired as the principal of the high school. Uh, I'm sure your kids were happy for you. I'm sure I'm sure Kendra was excited. Was there any particular reaction you got that was that stood out? How were you kind of feeling after that? Uh- I, I mean, it's just a good feeling to know that, that uh, your superiors trust you enough to give you control of the building. Uh, and my wife, my wife was really excited. So well, I hope voters make some different decisions <laughs> on who makes those decisions. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, in all seriousness, Rob, congratulations. I am kind of, I will pry you a little bit, though, you know, uh, being the principal of it, but like you said, control of a building, the the. the the only people really kind of above you, so to speak, when it comes to grievances at Parsons High School would be the assistant superintendent and superintendent. And those are the people that charge you to deal with that crap. <laughs> so how do you 
when you take this job, not necessarily what are the challenges, but what are the priorities for you as you take this job, you know, being the principal of Parsons High School, what do you feel like is not necessarily most pressing, but the most prioritized need and challenges and uh, just avenues that the school needs to take here? Uh, I think the most important thing that will change for me is that my will, my focus will shift from athletics to students to mm-hmm. instruction. Uh, I think that's that's uh, the main the main focus will be uh, to work on our quality quality of instruction and not that our quality of instruction is bad, but just to mm-hmm. keep improving in that area, uh, which will be a new job for me. I'm, you know, I've taught. I know what good teaching looks like. I just haven't been in charge of teachers before so that'll be new for me so correct me if i'm wrong i know uh chris ball who is the new assistant friend? who's taking your place tyler thompson is taking tyler thompson place. he's coming up from the middle school no he's coming from coffeeville that's right gosh i get all the tylers mixed yeah. up and everybody uh tyler thompson he's coming up so he'll be the assistant principal chris ball also got a job in at the high school correct yeah and those two will split athletic director duties uh, Chris is the assistant. I don't know exactly how they're gonna they're gonna work out how they split that. I mean, I'll have some put input. We'll sit down when our yeah. when our contracts start in July, and we'll work yeah. out the exact responsibilities. I, I agree with the notion that athletic director or activities director is is a two person job. I mean, I I also kind of agree there probably should be a head athletic director and an assistant athletic director versus co co, but. That's not that is a full time job in and of itself. There's some school districts who like, uh, for instance, Cherryville High School. Uh, they have Rodney Vehill, who's also the boys' basketball coach, and he helps with track. Yeah, uh, he is the athletics director for the high school and middle school. That's his job. He's yeah. not a principal. He's not. That is his role in administration. Take me through kind of how you. You know, you leave behind an athletic director position. What's kind of the biggest pieces of advice? What's the priorities uh, for Tyler and Chris as they inherit those duties from someone who is certainly very athletic-minded in yourself? Uh, just have real good communication with your coaches. Uh, make sure your coaches know uh, anything that happens. Uh, you need to hear it from them before you hear it from social media, mm-hmm. uh, the community, or a parent. You know, anything anything that happens, you should hear from them. And... Uh, just be real organized ahead of time. Have your events lined up. Have your workers lined up. Uh, have some backup workers lined up because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Just organization yeah. and communication. For sure. Here's probably the hardest question I'll ask you all day. You've got you're taking this new principal job, and you talked about how your shift in focus is going to shift from instruct from from athletics and activities to instruction, uh, and, and you know quality of education throughout the building. How do you shake any stigma that's not necessarily like your fault but you've been a coach you've been an athlete in that building you've been an athletics director certainly you're right your life has revolved around athletics when it comes to how they interact with parsons high school how do you shake that to let parents know or and let kids know hey i'm not going to be overly favorited towards athletics i'm going to be the entire school's principal how do you kind of approach that knowing that unfairly some parents are going to think oh he's just going to be all about sports (laughs) Uh, just i'm going to have to have my actions speak louder than words you can you can (laughs) talk about it and i can say it and until people actually see it you know they're not going to believe it so uh just set the set the uh expectation early uh you know first day of in service with the teachers uh, first day of cl- uh, 
classes with the students that uh, I've shifted my role. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, is there, uh, you know, what's kind of that, how, what are you kind of expecting out of that first year? Is there any, you know, it's the new, it's the Mr. Smith goes to Washington approach. Is it, you know, uh, is there any sort of big goal or tax that you have as first year principal that, you know, you're going to, you know, come in and think, okay, I, I want Parsons high school to be doing this or achieve this or look like this after year one, or maybe after a year two or three, is there something you have on that bucket list? Of yours? Uh, my bucket list is to be in, in classrooms as much as possible, not be in my office. I want teachers and students to see me in their, in their classrooms, uh, listening and, and mm-hmm. seeing what they're learning and what they're teaching. Uh, just, just try to get in classrooms. That's my main focus is just try to focus on the classroom. That to me is a, it, it's so valuable to, in so many different, you know, facets of life, you know, in, in areas of expertise, areas of profession is visibility, yeah. you know, like never be the man behind the curtain, so to speak. Right. You know, you want to be the guy that, you know, people make, you know, people poke fun of me all the time, including you, because you're not a nice person. <laughs> people, yes, I am. you know, make fun of me for, I wear, I wear bright clothes a lot or I wear bright shoes all the time. Well, guess what? If you go to some sporting event and you want to know, where's Sean Fry? Guy in the pink over there. That's I, him. I, I can usually hear you. <laughs> I don't have to see. I just listen. <laughs> oh, he's here. He yes. walked in the door and you're in the gym. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I, I, what I have found to a degree is that, hey, if you know I'm here and you know I'm approachable, that can at least smooth out the rough edges or the jagged edges of some conflicts yeah you can definitely. Least, it's more it's easier to find common ground if you're if you're there yeah and I, I learned a lot from mr swanson he was he was a good mentor and uh, he had this his door was always open policy and mm-hmm. uh, he had real good communication with the teachers so uh, definitely i feel i've learned a lot just working next next to him for the last four years for sure well hey rob let's go to a quick break uh when we come back more of rob barkus principal Parsons High School. This town's really going downhill. Uh, when we come back on the War Room, I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. New Parsons High School principal, Rob Barkus, in the building, uh, the regular guest. We, You know, we talked at in the A Block, we talked about how we don't want, uh, you know, you're going to, your focus is shifting from athletics to the school as a whole. And your actions are going to speak louder than words in that matter. Let's talk about athletics for the next 10, okay. <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, because obviously principals are still integral in the hiring process of coaches. And that, that that at Parsons High School, you have two kind of coaching hires. One that you just made and one that is going to be made here, I would imagine, fairly shortly uh, to talk about. And th- that is boys soccer, where uh, Caleb Reed just left. And girls volleyball. Brooke Hopper left at the end of the season. You you recently, Dara Bar Miller recently filled that position and took over. Uh, so let's talk about volleyball first because I think she's in. And I asked you this question uh, for the news story I did about Dara Bar Miller taking over the post. But uh, Coach Miller, Coach Bar Miller has a very unique situation in taking over a program, and that they are ready to win right now at a very high level. They hosted a substate last year. The Parsons Vikings were in the hunt for an SEK League volleyball title right until about two weeks left in the season. They had a really bad night at Independence, and that kind of knocked that essentially knocked them out. Uh, but I, I mean, they were, and what people may forget about that is they were a point away from winning one of those matches um, in Independence. And had they won that, they could have still made a run at it. 
and and then you wonder would they have beaten Fort Scott had or would they have beaten Independence had they not dropped a heartbreaker against Fort Scott in three sets. But but neither here nor there. Obviously, you saw how close they were. They were a point away from really being in the hunt going into the final week of the season. Parsons has probably the largest core of returning talent of anybody in the league in terms of where they placed in the in the standings. I know Lebec County does return a lot, but they lose the best setter in the in you know in the air in the quadrant of the state in Shelby right. Wilson. Yes. Uh, they you know Fort Scott I believe loses the house. Yes. Uh, Chanute was in the hunt. They were a surprising team that was in the hunt last year. They bring back a lot. I would say the top two teams in the league going into the year are probably going to be Chanute and Parsons. Can never rule out independence, but my goodness, I think Abby Veely finally graduated. Maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I called her the Parsons killer, man. That girl, one, I think she did like five sports. I yeah. think she, because I know she did softball and track in the spring. She did volleyball and tennis in the fall and did basketball in the winter. And she was good at all of them. Good at all of them. Yes, really good at all of them. Uh, and so, but you can never rule out independence. Parsons, though, with Anaya Hammond and Oscar Patel on that front line. Those are going to be two power outsides. People forget about Oscar Patel sometimes. When Parsons was playing at its best is when Oscar was playing at her best. Because you can't. Because teams obviously would always have to send a double to Anaya, and you can't cover Oscar if she's on. How does uh, how does how does Dara take that position with such high expectations right off the rip and try to squeeze it out quickly like that? Uh, she's got to come in with with confidence and a game plan. And again, like I like I talked about with my job, she's got to set her expectations early. I think she's done that in the summer program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem like they're having fun, but they're but when it's when it comes time to work, they're working hard. So I think she's done a great job of already setting that expectation. And I think the girls know it with their success in volleyball, their success in basketball. I think they know what's expected of them, and I think they will uh, respond accordingly. So, and then one thing, too, is uh, with uh, Dara, she is a new coach. She's never had a coaching position before. She's played col- She played college volleyball, uh, so she knows the sport very well. She's been very visible in the community when it comes to uh, Parsons Athletics. Everybody kind of knows who she is. Uh, so uh, there's a familiarity aspect. And, and one thing I kind of, you know, I was having a conversation with her, and I was like, when people look for coaching experience, what they're really looking for is familiarity with athletes, familiarity with the sport, and a comfort in, uh, you know, being a leader. I think Dara possesses all those qualities, and it showed that. She just doesn't have the, the, the thing on the resume that says she coached somewhere, but she has all the qualities that come with that. Right. But new coach, how do you, you know, what are the pitfalls that a lot of new coach that new coaches may experience that you you try to prepare her for and guide her through uh just like i said uh, she's got to set her expectations uh she's got to uh i would i i did i did ask her i did say you know let's be positive at all times let's come in with the same attitude every day uh not too high not too low uh be excited uh be energetic and i think she'll have success doing that as she worked our communities and schools last year so like you yeah. said uh, the girls know her already, uh, and and from what I've seen in the weight room, uh, most of the girls are there all the time, so it's been a good summer. I think she'll uh, do a good job. That's one thing that I felt like was one of the last big steps that Parsons, uh, as a culture, had to take with its girls' athletics. You and I have talked for years about 
this rebuild process, which we're st- we started to see the fruits of that. We saw girls basketball make state. We saw girls. I, I know what they won two, three games this year. Softball looked worlds better than yes. they did a year ago. Yep. I mean, Shelby Liska is it. Working her tail off. I mean, there's. I don't want to insult anybody else, and I'm going to straight up not rank her above Jane Posh, but my God, Shelby Liska might be the best coach in the building with how hard she is working, how much progress. she. I don't think anybody's made more progress with their program than she did this past year. But we're see, So we're seeing fruits of that payoff with the girls. The last step, I thought, was getting more participation in the weight room. Yes. How, and you're saying Dara has had an impact with that. Yeah, I think she has. Uh, it's also... I think it's helped a little bit. Our middle school had some roofing uh, work that had to be done, so the middle school had to come over. So, bam, she's already got has some contact with the middle school girls that she'll have in the next two or three years also. So I think uh, kind of having that building under construction really helps a lot. <laughs> I mean... Funny how that works sometimes. Yeah, funny how it works. Uh, you know, we've tried to do it before and have the middle school come over, but uh, for some reason it just hadn't always seemed to work, but... When that building is closed and they have nowhere else to go, it, it, it really worked out well. Uh, go And then let's shift um, our conversation to soccer now. The other fall sport that uh, needs a new head coach. I saw that, uh, you know, I saw that Caleb Reed stepped away. That was Caleb Reed's, you know, pet project right there. Yeah. You know, he's the one that got that soccer program off the ground. It, it was kind of, you know, a, a club interest at the school that he, you know, put all the legwork into – uh, you know, generate enough interest to get it to be a school-sponsored sport. You guys have a, a, a field now. You got a new scoreboard for it. Uh, you, you know that field, which is right on uh, the five the Parsons High School campus, uh, it, and that soccer program has been competitive in the in the years that it it's has. existed too. I mean, it is not it has not looked like a brand new program in any of the years that it's existed. It's looked like a program that belongs. Now you got to go find a new head coach to do it. The first time that anybody will hire a, a new soccer coach at Parsons High School. Uh, t- take me through kind of the administration thought processes on that. Uh, just someone with some soccer experience, someone that knows uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which th- there's not a ton of that in the area. No, there's not. Uh, you know, we've looked at within our staff, and I don't think there's anyone on staff, so it'll be a, it'll be a Rule Ten coach probably from somewhere uh so we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. uh but i think uh caleb's still doing stuff over the summer i think participation's been good there they're playing in some leagues over in independence and uh, they're traveling a little bit so i think participation's still high caleb's still involved uh i know it was real hard for him to step away uh it's kind of a family decision he had to make uh but like you said he did he did all the research all the lay work into starting a program and yeah propose it to the board and I thought the board might, you know, table it and say, well, let's try to do this next year. But, you know, 7-0 vote, and we were off and running with soccer the next the next fall. So there you go. Uh, he did a lot of work. Uh, we're going to miss him and his energy. Absolutely. Uh, going, you know, and then let's look back um, really on the, uh, on what was probably, the, on not probably, what was the best team that Parsons had this year, and that was his boys' tennis team. Uh, runner-up finish at state. Uh, uh, your your son participated in the state tournament. Yes, did. Remind me of where Connor and his and his doubles partner placed. Second. Second. Okay. I I, I figured you'd be <laughs> yeah. Raring, I knew that one. Raring to say yeah, that. So, second place. Uh, we had Wyatt Schultz take second. 
uh, and it was Independence that got first. I mean, yeah. the SEK League had the two best teams in the state in it. It uh, was uh, it was pretty cool to see uh, the singles and the doubles match side by side with Parsons Independence both playing. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, you know, what is the uh, what's kind of the the energy, the excitement, the attitude when it comes to boys tennis, knowing that we're entering. We're, or we're really through the first year of what should be a very, a very fruitful four years for that program. I mean, maybe the best four year stretch of the program. We'll see. How do you, how do you kind of nurture? How is that being nurtured by Coach Posh uh, right now? Uh, Coach Posh has always been uh, good at recruiting players. She gets them when they're young. She singles them out when they're mm-hmm. when they're younger. They come down for the summer tennis lessons and and the ones that. Uh, she just knows tennis. She knows she knows players that she can develop, uh, and she does a good job of recruiting players to come out and play for her. And uh, you go down there any day of the summer days, uh, Monday through Saturday, and probably some on Sunday. I know my son goes on Sundays. There's kids down there hitting. So uh, it's not as big publicly. It's not a rah-rah sport, but uh, those kids are excited about it, and they're down there putting in the time. You know what was uh, almost funny to me was that uh, a co- about a week or two ago, uh, Pars- you know, Jane hosted like just kind of a, a summer f- a youth and adult tournament. Yes. Connor played in the youth yes. side of it. Uh, did he play in that tournament on Saturday against the adults as well? No, okay. he, he was gone that day. Uh, but uh, in the so I'll say so Wyatt easily won the youth tournament, but on the adult side, uh, you know why? And let me be clear: the number of eighteen or younger year olds that can beat Wyatt Schultz in tennis in the state of Kansas, you can probably count them on one. On you can, It's in the single digits. Definitely. Among any class. Yes. It's in the single digits. And his dad, Chris Schultz, <laughs> wiped the floor with him, 6'2", six, 6'2". Two, six, two. Yeah, Chris is a <laughs> Chris, very competitive father, and he's... That's why Wyatt's, that's why Wyatt's as good as he is. Uh, he's not the dad that's going to let his son win until his son beats him, and that, that's good. <laughs> And Wyatt's like entering his prime right now, yeah. and Chris is still a sizable ways away from him. And I guess it is what it makes me almost—it's a rah-rah moment for me for the for Southeast Kansas and Parsons because tennis in and of itself is a very—you go to Overland Park, you go to the Wichita area, you go to the Topeka area. It is it is the richy rich that go to these tennis clubs and spend their whole lives dedicated to tennis. And guess what? Some guy who's walking around the tennis tournament in jeans can <laughs> wipe the floor with all these people. Yeah. And his son is going to beat you too. Yeah. And it, it is an exciting time for tennis. You know, take me through. You know, your son is involved in it. What is kind of the off season process? Uh, you know, what's the next steps that the program is taking, you know, this summer and then really going into the, even the fall and winter to prep for next spring. Like I said, they just, they're just hitting every day. Uh, they play a lot. They play a lot. I mean, they, they, until it gets hot till about 11 or, or 12, they're, they're on the court playing. They'll go from weights. They'll go straight to the tennis court and uh, they're hitting. Uh, Jane's got drills. They can play games. They play doubles. They play singles. They do it all. So, uh, She's always done a good job of preparing for her seasons. Absolutely. Well, hey, that'll do it here on The War Room on KOKC Radio. Principal Rob Barkis <laughs> of you. Parsons High School Thank you. back on the show. 
Uh, do I have to get Tyler and Chris to be my regular guests now? Do That's you- up to you. <laughs> I am super uh, happy for you. Uh, super excited uh, to see uh, you know the continuation of the upward trajectory that I have seen Parsons High School take over the last few years. Uh, really, you know, it, it's been some exciting times. It's also been some hard times with COVID in the last few years. I thought, you know, the, I thought leadership did a great job um, in, in ushering the school through that. Uh, and now we'll get to see what, uh, you know, what 503 under a Barkus administration looks like. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, that'll do it on The War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.